It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling on with the Franchise Focus podcast series. I am Graham, and I'm with Scott today. Uh, Joe and Tom are... Again, they're out, you know, uh, one of their buddies is getting married up in Virginia. They're hanging out with their family. So we're giving them some much needed time off uh, for today. Uh, Scott and I are going to be breaking down the Miami Dolphins. And I want to encourage everybody, if you haven't already checked out all of these fantastic franchise focus articles, they're all up on the site right now. Go get them. Uh, And if you haven't subscribed to the site, 21 Barfield 10, that gets you 10% off any subscription on the site. Uh, it'll get you a 10% off a premium package where Tom Browley has been breaking down uh, alongside the franchise focus team profiles. He's been breaking down every team from a betting perspective. So favorite props on like Miles Gaskin, Devontae Parker, go check that out as well. But Scott, let's start here. Uh, the Dolphins went all in, man. They're all in on Tua. They went out and got Will Fuller in free agency, spent the sixth overall pick on Jalen Waddle. Everything is kind of set up for Tua to take a big second-year step. Now, that being said, Tua last year was significantly, significantly worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Both of these things can be true. Tua is, is going to take a second-year step. But at the same time, this offense was not as good with Tua on the field last year. Um, look, I think I think the, the toughest part of this, this team is, is the skill positions. And let's start there. So we'll start with Parker Waddle. And fuller right now adp has it in best ball it's it's kind of depends on your where you're drafting but it's usually fuller parker and then waddle uh fuller usually goes in the eighth ninth round parker's like ninth tenth and waddle's like 10th 11th um do you have any preference on any of these guys here yeah i i really don't at all yeah. uh you know parker smashed two years ago with Fitz magic and you know didn't really do much of anything last year with Tua, uh, actually, Mike Jasicki was his most targeted receiver uh, when he was under center. Uh, Waddle, you know, exciting rookie, but he's still a rookie. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I've kind of just been steering clear of these uh, these receivers. Yeah, I, I think Parker has been my favorite. Um, I have a quite a bit of him when he was like tenth, eleventh round in like May and June, but he's since come up. I think really it's kind of like process of elimination with these receivers. I'm, I'm really just kind of off Fuller, which sucks because Fuller was like, uh, you know, you and I were both on Hollywood Brown in the sixth round last year, but Fuller was my guy in the seventh. And it kind of, it definitely helped out with the, you know, the Hollywood Brown you know, failing until the last like five or six games of last year. But yeah, man, huge, huge QB downgrade between him and Watson. Two has never been, you know, Tua throws a pretty ball, but he's never been like a super, aggressive downfield thrower, even dating back to Alabama. Um, I think it's, I, I think it's safe to say that Fuller's going to regress a little bit um, in the, in this new offense. Um, let's talk to Siki real quick, because he's always been someone I am much lower on because, you know, he's a great athlete, but just looking deep into like some of the efficiency stats, he's never been, uh, you know, he's never been super, efficient in terms of yards per route run. Um, I just think he's always been a little bit overrated as a football player. And now 
he's got two new uh, targets in front of him with Waddle and Fuller that are definitely going to steal some of that target share away. Um, where are you at on Gesicki, and, and do you like him in kind of like that tight end 11 through tight end 15 range? Yeah, that, that's the thing, really. It's just a, a – a, a, there's a lot of target competition in that offense now. It should take a big step forward. Two is healthy. You know, sophomore quarterbacks tend to make uh, a, a leap forward. And, you know, he has the, the improved pass-catching core. It's just hard to pick, single out a guy to target. And that might just be the case all year where, you know, there's boom games, but no one's really – uh, a consistent every week starter for you. Jasicki, I, I have the same feelings as you. I just never really liked him. I never thought yeah. he was much good. And then, you know, the team drafted Hunter Long. I think we see them move on from Jasicki at the end of this year. I think Hunter Long is the starter next year, a guy I like. Uh, otherwise, he, he has a lot of things you, you want. You know, he is used like Travis Kelsey, where he's basically a big slot wide receiver for the team. Right. Uh, but yeah, he's not a target for me. It really, none of the receivers are. Yeah. Gasicki was the definition of Feaster Famine last year. He had four weeks where he finishes a top five scoring tight end. And then the other, the other 11, um, he finished outside of the top 12. So he was literally like winning you weeks or completely killing you and being uh, below average. So, yeah, you mix in Waddle, you mix in Fuller, even though those guys, maybe Waddle will steal some of those lower ADOT targets because he's so good after the catch. But you mix in those two guys, I just really, I don't know, man. I, I really don't want much of Gasicki. It's a tough tier to draft from, for sure. Yeah, but, uh, he. you can make an argument. If you're a Gasicki guy, you can make an argument. He has the second best overall schedule among okay. all tight ends this year. Uh, he was great towards the tail end of last season, his final five games, 7.8 yeah. targets, 15.6 fantasy points per game. Like I said, Tua's most targeted receiver, but uh, he's just not a guy I like. And, you know, yeah. li- like you, I've always been lower on him than consensus. And yeah. it's just going to keep going that way until he proves me wrong. Right. Um, okay, let's uh, let's transition here to the backfield because surprisingly the Dolphins did not do anything, but it wasn't for a lack of trying. Uh, the, the Broncos actually moved up in front of the Dolphins by one pick to snipe Javante Williams and take him from Chris Greer, their GM's hands. Um, so they were after Javante Williams, and I think if the Broncos didn't make that move, Williams would be a Dolphin, but he's not. So we got to deal with a some sort of committee backfield with Miles Gaskin being the one. And then, you know, it's going to be a fight between Salvin Ahmed and Malcolm Brown to, uh, you know, have the change of pace and maybe some hurry up duties. So Gaskin right now is going in that like RB dead zone. If you listen to Scott and I's podcast with JJ Zacharyson a couple weeks ago, uh, we went super in depth into the running back dead zone. And JJ has a lot of great thoughts and great data about that. So I encourage you to go check it out. But yeah, Gaskin, fifth, sixth round pick, man, it's it, it's a tough yeah, like we said, man, it's always a tough range to draft, to draft from because there's so many great Konami code quarterbacks in that range. There's so many great receivers and a few tight ends you got to sprinkle in. So I have not personally found myself drafting Gaskin too much. But again, I think it's one of those things where like the price is pretty fair. And if he ends up getting a somewhat Valcal role, he's going to, you know, he's probably going to pay off that pick. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, you know, Malcolm Brown doesn't really scare me. Salvin Ahmed doesn't really scare me, although, you know, I, I don't really believe in Gaskin's talent. But uh, mm. he was hyper productive from a fantasy standpoint last year, and he 
did see a bell cow workload from week five until the end of the season, 15.7 carries per game, 4.5 targets per game, 19.7 fantasy points, 18 XFP and a 69% snap share. Uh, so just over the full season, those are numbers ranking seventh, four, seventh best in snap percentage, fourth in XFP, third in fantasy points per game. And he ranks just 24th by ADP. So if he is who he was last year, same mm-hmm. exact role, same production, he's one of the best picks he can make. But yeah, there's a lot of ifs. It's it's does he get that same exact workload? Um, I don't I don't know. I, you could also say that that the offense is going to be you know better this year with, with all the additions we've made, and I think that's right. certainly true. Um, but it's 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 one of those. Do you trust the talent? It, or can we really bank on that workload remaining? I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, at, at ADP, I think it's a fine gamble. Yeah. That, like I said, I think it's an efficient it's an efficient price. You're not paying, you know, you're not overpaying like in previous years where we, you know, were mistakenly, um, you know, over, I guess, you know, overestimating the skill level and the role for guys like Damian Williams and, you know, in, in years past. So you are at least getting – a discount there. And I will say, you know, he came off a pretty nasty knee injury that he had uh, early in last year and finished out the season really strong. Uh, and he kind of kept Ahmed at bay, but yeah, I, I just, it's, it's hard for me, man. Cause like most drafts I'm starting with some sort of combination of like back in the first round, back in the second round, one of the first two uh, rounds, I'm, I'm going with at least one back most of the time. Um, and I just don't think there's a huge drop off between Gaskin and like the fifth or sixth round. And then some of those guys that go in the eighth and ninth round in terms of their outlook. So I've just not really made a huge investment into this backfield as a whole. I think Ahmed and Brown are fine in best ball in like, you, you know, 18th, 19th round, just last, last round picks is your RB five or RB six. And just, you know, hoping that randomness takes its place and Gaskin misses time or whatever, but yeah, it's 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 a funny team, man. Because like, there's a lot of pieces to like here. It's just uh, none of them are going super high, and no no one in the market is really in on them. Um, all right, any final thoughts here before we get out of here, Scott? Nah, nah. All right, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, uh, that was it. That was the Dolphins. We will be back. Manana will be talking through the Minnesota Vikings, which is a much much more fun team for fantasy. So for Scott, I'm Graham. Thanks for listening, everybody. And make sure you check out the Dolphins franchise focus article up on the site right now. Talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at fantasypoints.com.